Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Creators Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, Chloe, and I want you to know that my intention behind this podcast is and always will be to expand your heart and your mind and help you discover new ideas, thoughts, and ways of being. I hope that with each episode, you leave this space feeling inspired, filled with love, and ready to take action in creating a life that is worth living. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to my podcast, episode 15. Today, I'm going to be sharing a conversation with you held by me and one of my really good friends, Samer. He is a shaman located in Peru, and I got connected with him when I traveled to Peru a few months ago for an ayahuasca and San Pedro retreat. And I think he has a lot of knowledge and value to share around plant medicine, and we really want to bring Um, San Pedro to the light of more people because many people know of ayahuasca and of DMT and of mushrooms and all these other plant medicines, but not many know about San Pedro. So today we're going to talk to you all about San Pedro, what to expect and how to navigate a ceremony and integration and how the medicine's actually prepared and all of that good stuff. So thank you, Samer, for being here. Super excited to have this conversation with you. And before we get started, I will ask you a question that I ask every guest on my podcast, which is, what is your favorite um, practice as of lately? Hi, Chloe, and thank you very much for receiving me and having me on your podcast. It's a, it's a true pleasure, and I'm very grateful for you and for what you're doing. Um, what is my f- my practice, I think my, my morning routine has been one of my favorite lately because of the benefits and everything that all the good stuff it has been bringing for me. So, you know, waking up, meditating, doing some stretches, some yoga and uh, everything, you know, involved in, in the morning routine. It's been, uh, it's been a wonderful journey so far and it's, it keeps evolving. So I think this is one of my favorite, of course, we cannot deny the the ceremonies and the wonderful experiences we're having with plant medicines, but on a personal level, that's that's my answer. Yeah. Do you, how long do you usually meditate for every day? Uh, between uh, forty minutes and an hour. Yeah. Uh, it depends on uh, it depends on, on how active my energy is and how <laughs> how distorted my thought patterns are and how much time they need to calm down and you know come back to the breath and come back to to awareness yeah so the 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 more the more busy i am the longer my my meditation yeah the more chaos in the mind the longer the meditation you need (laughs) yeah uh, totally totally okay well before we jump into san pedro knowledge and information i'd love for you to share just um briefly a little bit about your story leading up to shamanism and to holding such beautiful ceremonies and being such an advocate for this type of healing. Oh, definitely. So uh, my journey started uh, 
before I even, you know, started looking for psychedelics or plant medicines and even knowing about them, I always was interested in a lot of uh, mysticism and a lot of practices that have to do with energy and spirit and all these things. And I always used to read books from uh, gurus and, and people who, uh, you know, who are gearing their information towards these things. And one day I, uh, I was watching a documentary that talked about uh, the third eye and the magnetic field and, and how it opens a dimension. And, and then by the end of it, they were like, yeah, but shamans have been doing this for hundreds of years, uh, thousands of years in the jungle using DMT and others using psilocybin. And two weeks later, I found myself in the Amazonian jungle in Peru. And <laughs> very quickly after my first ayahuasca ceremony, I realized that I was deeply traumatized and not okay and needed a lot of help. And so I kept the, I kept coming back and eventually I started doing advanced practices like shamanic dietas and, and uh, things that, are, that go much deeper than just having a ceremony. Mm-hmm. And after some time, the shaman there told me that the spirit seems to like you and like working with you. So if you would like to join the team and, you know, after that, I started uh, working in a center where there was shamans practicing and that uh, allowed me to see the practices, to learn the practices. And, and little by little, eventually, uh, I grew enough to, to start my own practice. And, and this is where I am now. It's been, it's been uh, two years where I'm having my own practice and my own center. Yeah. Mm. And but before... my whole uh, before that between the trainings and the visits and the healings and the working on the trauma the whole thing took about 10 11 years um, and so I can I can say that this was the part where I was mainly learning and training mm-hmm. and uh, the learning never stops and the training never stops however when you're doing it uh on your own you learn many different things so it's more of an evolution at that point rather than an actual uh learning yeah yeah and your teachings now as um holding ceremonies and stuff are a combination of like traditional shamanism that you learned in the jungle and then kind of your own take and personal approach to the ceremony right you know being uh, being uh, people who were born at this day and age and more modern and our in the nature of what we how we're doing things we're connected via the internet the world has become very small in terms of information and so i found it to be very i found, I found it to be kind of limiting if i stick to one tradition mm-hmm. especially that I love plants, I love mushrooms, I love all the trees, the vines. I love to work with all of them. I don't like to uh, be exclusive to one type of plants or one type of tradition. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, my, my, my practice started expanding. And this is really how I got to meet San Pedro to start with. I, I, I started looking for other plants in my practice. And... Uh, and so included in my practice are many plants and many modalities, uh, sound therapy, food therapy, uh, even the instruments that we use, there's the traditional drum and the traditional rattles and whatnot, but also there are other instruments that are not so traditional and a lot of them are modern, like the crystal singing bowls are machine made. However, they are 
perfectly tuned and they are very, very efficient for what we're doing. And so I found that it is nice to, to bring everything that can work the best way possible and be the most efficient for humans that are, you know, in, in this modern, modern days. So talk therapy is a big part of it. Uh, guidance, uh, guidance of the psyche, guidance of the energy. These things in the tradition are not found. In the tradition, you drink your cup, you listen to the Icaros, which are the spirit songs. I think we can talk about them later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then that's, that's the experience, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah, I, I, think, found, uh... I found that to, sorry. That's I found okay. that to, to have the most efficient healing, we needed to incorporate and integrate all the other practices with it. And it's been wonderful so far. Yeah, I think what you're doing or your approach to shamanism and many others is really important because sometimes that really um, traditional version of shamanism that is really intense and full on and kind of limited can be more intimidating to someone than to something like what you're doing is a lot more approachable and relatable and like less intimidating. Exactly. And because of the nature of how I practiced and because of the times I was born in, I, I was able to bridge the, the tradition with the modern. And from that came a whole new practice. It's not my practice per se. I see a lot of people practicing the same way these days. And uh, it's very approachable and it's not as intimidating. People are not scared or shocked, uh, you know, However, that being said, I'm not saying that the other experiences are, don't have their value and they're not very efficient at the same time. It's just a different style. And some people uh, find that going to the jungle, you know, in a very rustic place full of different stuff that they're not used to and drinking a very powerful psychedelic at night can be a little bit too much. Um, yeah. Uh, however, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. I mean, I love ayahuasca. I still work with it. My pact with it is going and will go for life. Uh, but it's also important to mention that and be objective about it. Yeah. When yeah. I first booked my retreat with you, I thought that your retreat center was in the jungle and we were going to be <laughs> in the depth of the jungle and um it was going to be really intense and there was going to be mosquitoes at night and i thought i had no idea what to expect but i need um, to revisit the website then (laughs) i don't know why i thought that i guess i didn't really look i just trusted i had a good feeling about it and knew i was making the right decision and then when i arrived in um samer's retreat center is in or home slash retreat place is in cusco which is in like the sacred valley so it's really mountainous and deserty, and it is very different from the jungle. And I was so confused when we arrived, but it ended up being a, an incredible experience. Um, Thank okay, you. So Thank let's, you. let's get in, dive into San Pedro, also known as Hachuma for- Wachuma, yeah. Wachuma, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's dive into just what um, Hachuma San Pedro actually is and the types of effects or the purpose behind it as well. Uh, so Wachuma is a cactus. 
And uh, what Shuma is a Quechua word. The Quechua is the lang language or the dialect of uh, the land here before the Spanish came in. Uh, and watch is uh, a spine and Uma is head. So it's like, a, it's like a description of the cactus that says that the spine and the head are the same thing. Mm. Uh, and so this is the, the, the native word for it. Uh, when the Spanish came and they saw the locals drinking San Pedro, they were like, what is this? They're, and the Spanish and the, the locals told them it's our key to, to, to heaven, to talk to God, to communicate with the, with the beyond. And so they were, and, and because of that, they called it San Pedro because St. Peter holds the key to heaven. So the Hachim, the San Pedro is a cactus plant medicine, and it's similar to peyote. Um, and it has active psychedelic ingredients in it, which is the mescaline, which is the mescaline. And so it has a similar, similar effect and experience to magic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, but, um, really different in its own ways. Um, uh -huh. and yeah, I think for those of you that don't know, San Pedro can be used as like almost a little bit more of a gentle, medicine compared to maybe ayahuasca would you agree <laughs> i would agree however you know there's there's a there's a small clarification that i would like to put here is that the ayahuasca uh has a lot of alkaloids that bring all the the energy up and the purgative part of it and the active ingredient for the visionary aspect of it is the dmt that is found in the leaves of the of the shakruna that is added with the ayahuasca. The San Pedro doesn't have that aspect, and this is why it is perceived as gentler. However, energetically, mm -hmm. they are both very, very powerful. So I just wanted to clarify that. So with the San Pedro, you can have a walk to the bathroom and be completely stable in your mind. With ayahuasca, you probably will need help. Yeah, so something that's unique, I guess, about the San Pedro medicine ceremony experience is that you start the ceremony really early in the morning because of the duration of the experience itself. So mm -hmm. usually, traditionally with ayahuasca, you would take the you would start the ceremony later in the afternoon and go on through the night. But because San Pedro is such an elongated experience, it's better to start in the morning. <laughs> That's a part of it. The other part of it is that because the San Pedro opens your energy field uh, from the heart and the three lower chakras or the three lower energy centers, your vision somehow becomes the actual space that you are looking at. So here you are doing a ceremony. The view behind you is the mountain. You, your vision becomes the mountain. Your vision becomes the cloud. You start communicating with the trees. You start feeling the vibrations more because your energy field opens in a very beautifully external way and not only internal. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really beautiful experience. And it, it's nice because as you said, you still kind of have a little touch with your 3D external reality. Like you're not totally <laughs> removed from um the three-dimensional plane if you will and you do right. or at least from my experience you do feel a lot more in control and grounded and very heart-centered 
but it, it does come in waves. It's like in and out and kind of a roller coaster of intensity, I would say. Right. So the, that has to do with a couple of things. First is the, because the San Pedro goes, gets absorbed in the small intestine, not in the stomach. And it takes a long time to get metabolized in the liver. So every time there's like a, like a new wave of metabolizing, I, I would say, I don't know if it's an English word, uh, <laughs> the person would start feeling the waves more. The other thing that contribute to that as well is when we start guiding the ceremony with the music and the spirit songs that we, we mentioned earlier, we bring that intensity, we bring that openness, we bring that uh, uh, vibration to open the dimensions and have a different experience that is all the time geared towards healing, alignment, and, uh, and cleansing. Yeah. What would you yeah. say is the, the main things to expect in the start of the ceremony in terms of environment and sound and comfort and all of those different components? What to expect, like if someone is visiting the place? Just in general with a San Pedro ceremony, like how, how the ceremony is kind of crafted from start to finish. Right, so uh, the comfort of the place, everyone has their mattress, their spot, you know, a uh, couple of blankets, a couple of pillows, a, a bucket in case someone, you know, becomes, things happen differently and they end up vomiting, which is very, very rare on San Pedro, but it happens. Even though it happened uh, to me. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah, we make sure there are, there are very comfy uh, uh, mattresses because people need to lay down because it's such a long experience and to connect with the San Pedro uh, it doesn't impose itself on you so the person really needs to close their eyes and connect and go deep with the with the journey and this is where they will start going into the journey of San Pedro uh, the ceremony uh, the first hour or maybe two depending on the person and their energy and how open they are uh, the San Pedro starts creeping in, but because it doesn't stimulate the mind center, the person is a little bit confused. Like after an hour, they would look at me and they're like, Samer, nothing's, nothing's happening. And then two hours later, they're like very quiet. And then two and a half <laughs> hours later, <laughs> you start seeing their faces different. And, you know, they start, you, you know that they are very, very deep into the journey. And the ceremony is guided with drumming, uh, repetitive beats with rattles and other instruments and then during the ceremony we do one at least one and mainly we do two uh, sound baths with crystal singing balls with gongs with Tibetan singing balls and you know all the small chimes that come with it and this is a big big part of what we do because San Pedro opens the the energies of the body and uh, the rainbow body, which is the chakra system, is completely open. And so we use all these instruments to retune the energy of these centers so that they can re-regulate uh, what they are manifesting and the organs in the body. Um, also during the ceremony, we serve cacao and the cacao has you know, a bunch of spices in it like cinnamon, cardamom uh, and uh, some, some spices that support the psychedelic and psychoactive experience and 
make it uh, and refine it and make it a little bit more intense. Uh, so if someone is going into that journey, they would really definitely want to have a cup of cacao with it. And we add the cacao because it is a heart opening master plant and the San Pedro is a heart opening master plant. And the combination of both uh, lead to a very, very beautiful heart opening experience. And it is something that we seek and we want people to realize. And this is a different subject uh, maybe later we talk about, which is why my most preferred plant for the modern human is San Pedro because it's a heart opening experience. And it doesn't stimulate the mind and put the person into illusions and, and stories. Yeah, it really is so, all in common. Yeah. So this is a little bit of how the ceremony goes. And, you know, we about three in the afternoon, we close the space and take a couple of hours off and go for dinner. However, people, people would at dinner would still be definitely deep in the San Pedro and the conversations are wonderful at this stage you know everything is calming down we're talking about beautiful things like consciousness energies uh, how to make things better how to align things new rituals new habits so it's very very fulfilling and a and a very uh, beautiful experience to have for sure yeah it really is an all-encompassing journey from start to finish and it I feel like with each person, they'll experience so many different waves of emotions and of feelings and of um, yeah. healing and of trauma. And I, I think it's comforting to know that you have um, the music, as you said, with you, kind of guiding you through those emotions and allowing you to feel and allowing you to surrender and allowing you to feel calm and at peace. And yeah, it was really beautiful to experience it myself. And not be so far gone like you are when you are on ayahuasca but you're still right. experiencing like a very deep level of healing and you can feel that moving through your entire chakra system and all the energy centers of your body and you can feel your heart opening up and um they call san pedro the grandfather medicine or grandfather energy and you really do feel that you feel that warm wholesome loving right and it's really lovely it's a lot less scary or intimidating or like full-on uh, compared to other plant medicines yeah I totally agree with you and you know the heart opening experience and the feeling of a grandfather or grandmother hugging you and all that warmth that it gives to the system and all the the, the safety net that that the person feels that they are in is a very very healing experience especially for people who went through traumas people who have deep ptsds people who because you know with the trauma the brain is physically a little bit different than when it's normally not traumatized and so bring the san pedro in is is such a wonderful healing experience uh on its own and it's very very comforting and yeah very efficient that's that's uh that's the best word i can put on it yeah and it's... yeah <laughs> I, I wanted to say that also because of the nature of the modern human, we're always uh, looking at screens, we're always looking uh, at computers, we're always mentally working. There's a little bit of a, of a disconnect between the body and the mind, between the feelings and the mind, especially with the many traumas that we have in our lives in school, you know, with relationships, with work, with, with, uh, with uh, 
everything that happens in life, eventually the person starts living in the mind. And I know that very well because I was deeply, deeply traumatized and I was living in my mind. And the only time I really felt my body, I really felt my energy field, I really... Hello? Yeah, the only time I had a heart-opening experience was with San Pedro. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely different from anything I've ever experienced. Would you say yeah. there's a lot of important steps that need to happen leading up to the San Pedro experience itself? Or do you want to talk a little bit about the like pre-ceremony preparation? Yes, uh, you know, the pre and the post are as important as the ceremony itself. And I would like to share my perspective on how I look at it because you know, people see that the destination is the ceremony and they feel like I get to the ceremony and everything is fixed. What I look at and how I see it is we are going through life. We are developing habits, rituals. We are developing new ways of thinking, evolutions, uh, changes of diet, whatever the person is doing for their growth and for their spiritual growth or evolution. And then the the ceremonies come as a supporting agent, as a realigning agent, as a healing agent, as a very, very strong booster and a very efficient tool. And the spirits, you know, show us where we are at uh, and it helps us more take the decisions for the future. And so this is why for me, it's like a whole package that comes together and to prepare for the ceremony is part of our journey and then when we go through the ceremony, we can also, after it, continue our journey uh, in life, in our growth. So to prepare for the ceremony, the person needs to be as clean as possible and as receptive as possible. And we do that by making sure we are eating clean food that is not energetically distorting. We make sure our psyche is more or less okay, like we're not completely out of it and we're somehow stable. We, 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 we have our intentions, we are meditating, we are being in nature as much as possible because we are mentally preparing for the, uh, for the experience, also emotionally and energetically. These are very important. So taking things like nervous system pills, drinking alcohol, uh, eating heavy meats, um, you know, food that is not natural, like white sugar, canned sugar, uh, canned foods, these things are definitely a no-no leading up to the ceremony. Otherwise, the person will have the experience of these energies. And so if you're like, okay, I'm going to have a beer, and then tomorrow morning I'm going to go drink San Pedro, you will experience the energy of the beer in the ceremony, and that will be your experience. Mm -hmm. So ideally, you want as much as you can to remove anything that might uh, pull your attention or your awareness away from having this experience of, uh, of healing. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is the recommendation. Yeah, I always say that the ceremony and the healing starts as soon as you energetically commit to going to the ceremony. So from that moment on, it's a matter of being as intentional and as purposeful and as aware 
of your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional state of being so that by the time you do enter the ceremony, you feel already a great sense of peace and of um, groundedness and just exactly. really feeling like, okay, I'm here for this ceremony and I, I don't feel too overwhelmed. I feel really prepared. And that level right. of preparedness is going to allow you to surrender a lot easier to the medicine when you do get those feelings of overwhelm as you start to drink. Right. And you know, when you're working with your psyche and you know that what you are thinking of, what you're feeling is actually what you're manifesting in space-time, you start to little by little lose that intimidation or that fear of the unknown that the psychedelics bring. And so you know that you're bringing peace, you're, you know that you're bringing harmony, you know your intentions, you know when it's going to get bumpy because you have been prepared, you are ready for it, you are you want to go through that experience. Whereas if someone you know, is completely not ready for it, everything they will be facing is, is a lot of the, the unknowns that you know, they are reactional about in real life. They will just put it on steroids in the psychedelic experience. Yeah, and it's really mm -hmm. important to remember as well I think a lot of people have so much fear going into any type of plant medicine ceremony if they've uh -huh. never had it before, but allowing yourself to go into a place of trust and in knowing that the medicine is only going to give you and show you what you can handle. And even exactly. if it's really difficult, of course, it's going to be difficult. You may experience trauma or some sort of really negative experience that happened as a child, but you still love it and you still embrace it and you still surrender to it because you know that's why you're there and that's what you're doing. You're healing and you're overcoming and, and whatever comes up, you just have to say like, I surrender to you and I want to heal you. I want to acknowledge you. I want to, you know, come to this place of feeling good about this trauma 100%. or whatever. 100%. And you know, surrendering to the universe, surrendering to the flow of energy, allowing things to happen, being in peace, and having this loving energy of care for this uh, trauma or whatever distortion or crossed energies or things that are not okay to move away is part of self-love, is part of self-care, is part of kindness towards ourselves, you know? And it's, a, it's somehow showing our psyche that it can be done in a kind way. It can be done in a safe way. It can be done in a loving way. And San Pedro is a wonderful plan that support that and allows us to accept parts of ourselves that usually are very challenging to accept. Yeah. And yeah. generally speaking, you have, because of the energy and the love that is kind of contained in the space, in the ceremony room, wherever that is, or whoever you're mm -hmm. practicing the medicine with, you automatically feel so safe and so held and so acknowledged that when those really hard moments of trauma or healing surface, you feel okay to release those emotions. You feel okay yes. to just be vulnerable because you know, like everyone around you and the shaman is only here to support that type of healing. We celebrate that type of healing and we bring you, we're calling it in, you know? Right. And you know, the way we hold the space, the way we, we, we talk at the beginning of the, the, the ceremony or the retreats in general is is a very supporting vibe, is a non-judgmental vibe, is a very respectful vibe, and and 
it's a vibe where we are expecting people to not behave in their normal behavior that they behave in real life because they are under the influence of a very powerful psychedelic and there's someone that is helping them move it and that energy away so all that environment leads to a very very safe feeling a very uh, productive feeling and then a very loving and kind feeling where the person allows themselves to really let go and really heal yeah i always try to reiterate to people that although it's intimidating there is nothing to be scared of because you already know what you're gonna experience for the most part you know like you go into a ceremony with an intention and you know that the, the medicine is going to somehow deliver a form of right. healing for that intention. And also just the comfort of knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And when you finish <laughs> that ceremony, when you come out the next day or then in a few hours or however long, you feel like, oh, I'm so yes. happy that I did that. And I feel so good and so relieved and so you feel like in awe of what you've right. just done. Like you just experienced three years of therapy in six hours, you know? Totally. And, you know, there's, there's such a beautiful feeling of bliss after all this, where the person is, you know, in complete contentment and complete connectivity and connection with the universe, with the people around them. It's, a, it's truly a, a unique experience. Yeah, I, I hope that more people, more and more people experience it for themselves, especially. Totally, I mean, season. it would be wonderful. Yeah, and as far as the integration process, so post-ceremony, we can move into what are big, important things to remember post-ceremony, because that work is equally as important. Totally, so the, there's the first uh, 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 safety measurements and these are because of the nature of uh, the psychedelics in general, the energy is very much open and the energy has been realigned during the ceremonies. Uh, and so there's, there's a certain rawness after the experience. And so physically, the person needs to be as much as possible in places where it's you know gentle, calm, nature, uh, do some yoga, do some, um, you know, being in, in a peaceful environment so that it doesn't distort uh, all that uh, energies. Also, uh, be careful with food for a few days after the ceremony. You know, the same restrictions that are before the experience also are afterwards for like a few days or a week or so. Alcohol and, you know, heavy meats, uh, violent meats, skittish meats, you know, rabbits, ducks, uh, pork, all these things are not uh, encouraged to have because they will go into the body and they will start living in the body and express themselves because our energy field is completely open. So we need to give some time to calm all that, let the alkaloids flush, let the energy calm down and let the psyche uh, rigidify a little bit and normalize again to normal life. Now, these are only the the, the general uh, guidelines. However, if someone went through trauma or someone went through a deeply life-changing experience, uh, there's there's a more of a follow-up to that. You know, there are ritualistic things that the person needs to do so that they start having new habits of thinking, new habits of feeling, and start noting uh, how their brain used to work and how we are. In we are aiming to have it uh, work differently, you know? 
Um, so that becomes a case by case scenario. Now, that being said also in the house and in the center and as a team, we are always open to receiving any uh, messages. Uh, we are always open if someone needs to have attention and we are always open to answer any question anyone asks. So uh, I think this is a very big part of it because the community feel allows the person not to be on their own or feel that they are alone, you know, especially when they go to the modern world and no one knows about psychedelics or no one tried it before and they would be alienated in a way. So being in community, you know, on social media and to, and uh, knowing that there's someone you can connect with is a big part of the integration process. Yeah, I think that's a huge point of advice that I would give someone is two things. Number one, making sure that um, prior to the ceremony, you have the confirmation from the shaman or the group the healing practitioners that you're working with to make sure that there will be like continued support in some way following the ceremony, because uh -huh. it is so difficult to connect with others about what you had just experienced in a plant medicine ceremony, if they have never experienced plant medicine themselves, because uh -huh. they'll be really confused or really taken back, or they'll think you're ridiculous or crazy or being overdramatic. And sometimes it can ruin the validity of your experience because you're like, why don't you understand? And, and then yeah. you can feel really discouraged by that or start to question your own experience when of course it was extremely real and valid. Yeah. And everyone's experience is, is very sacred for them and very real for them and is hundred percent valid for them. Everyone's story uh, is, is as real for them as anything else. So uh, it's important to acknowledge them and, and allow them to be for sure. And the second thing I would say is to definitely prepare as best as possible for limiting your level of activity and engagement in really difficult or stressful tasks following the ceremony. So trying to take off a few days of work after the ceremonies or making sure that you, you'll allot for a lot of time in nature and with fresh air and alone time and solitude and lots of time for journaling and reflecting because doing any type of stressful or strenuous activity post ceremony is, is miserable because you're like this really <laughs> gentle, um, vulnerable child. You feel like, you know, you just had a spiritual surgery, so to speak. And then you just need to nurture and be so loving and gentle to yourself so that you can allow yourself to come back to this place of, whoa, okay, like I'm in the three-dimensional reality. I'm here. I still have to pay bills and do these things, but I also need to nurture my spiritual being and really allow myself to come to terms with what I just experienced. I agree with you 100%. It's not smart to go to work the second day after ceremony. Definitely not a good idea. Is there any one that you think San Pedro is not for or that you um, something else instead, if not? You know, San Pedro is much more forgiving than a lot of the other psychedelics. And, and there's a lot of medications that are not as contraindicatory as, uh, you know, let's say ayahuasca or, or other plants like, uh, you know, tobacco or sonango. Or sonango. Um, so basically someone who has like a, a liver that is very, very, very tired to the point where they cannot metabolize the, 
any proteins in general or or any heavy sugars or mm-hmm. you know if if that is the case then probably that person shouldn't drink san pedro uh people who have a very advanced uh, psychological disorders you know psychosis dissociations uh, uh schizophrenia or these things because what happens is that their mind becomes on steroids and so they start playing out that uh, part of uh, the dissociation in a much much bigger way and so it's not productive and it's actually can can be damaging for them so i would say uh the big majority can i would say that there are a few cases of physical um physical conditions and psychological conditions however this is why we have a, a medical form and people need to fill it and we sometimes have a discovery call or like a 15 minute conversation to just double check that everything's okay mm-hmm. uh, because uh, safety is definitely the number one uh, the number one aspect of all this yeah and what would you say is the biggest difference or deciding factor if someone was wanting to do San Pedro, but also interested in ayahuasca, would you say, what is like the main differences between those two? Okay, there's a lot of difference and there's a lot of uh, similarities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that the main difference is that each plant uh, works differently on the system. So uh, ayahuasca is a purgative, ayahuasca stimulates the mind center, San Pedro doesn't act as a purgative on the system. This is why we don't vomit, we don't have diarrhea. However, it's a heart opener, an emotion opener, and it's a transmuter of energies more than a purgative of energies. Mm-hmm. And so during the San Pedro experience, you might experience your body shaking. Uh, you might experience that you're cold, but you're not really cold. That's because of all the vibration being tuned in the body. So. Uh, this is a big part of how San Pedro works. Whereas ayahuasca, you know, it pulls everything uh, energetically and then you vomit it in the bucket or you take it to the bathroom. Um, so this is the, the major difference. Traditionally, uh, we practice San Pedro during the day. I know that 99% of the cases is also like that. However, I also know that San Pedro can be practiced at night, and I've done San Pedro at night. Um, but the main difference also is that San Pedro is mainly practiced during the day, and ayahuasca is mainly practiced during the night. Even though I also saw tribes that drink ayahuasca during the day, but the big majority doing do it at night because they want to see clearer with uh, their visions. And so, yeah, this is this is the major difference between these two plants I would say yeah and probably the most appealing aspect of San Pedro is the non-purgative quality I would say (laughs) because that can be really intimidating (laughs) and also undesired by most people however I find purging in ayahuasca to be one of the best parts even though it's the most miserable it feels so good to finally (laughs) you're really throwing up like energy and trauma (laughs) is there anything else about san pedro that you think is really important to share that people should know or prepare for something very important 
important to share? I would say, um, I would say give it a try, you know? Because <laughs> why not? Because, <laughs> first of all, because <laughs> why not? And it's, it's good to say yes to life when, when, uh, when, things, when new things come up and it's good to try new things. Um, the thing with psychedelics, especially with psychedelics like San Pedro, you can you can talk about it a lot, but you will not be delivering the actual feel and the actual experience. And this is why what first came to my mind is try it out so that you really experience the heart opening experience. You really feel the loving nature of who we really are, you know, to really realize that we are the love we've been looking for, right? And happiness and kindness and all these emotions, we actually bring them from inside of us. And, and um, no matter how much I talk about these, going through the experience is a very, very different thing. And um, people get so overwhelmed to the point where they start crying from happiness and it's like tears of joy come out. And it's a very, very healing experience. So I think we've covered most of it, but all I can say to people is just give it a go. Yeah, it is really a beautiful medicine that I can't wait to use a lot in the future and to share more about and um, obviously still continue to process my own experiences. I had such a beautiful experience with San Pedro and so many different waves of, of things coming up and traumas and emotional things and past lives that it was such a incredible journey to undergo and then have it be so loving and gentle and heart opening was a really lovely experience. So yeah, I really recommend it. Um, definitely if you had to choose, if you'd never done plant medicine before and you were debating between San Pedro and ayahuasca, I would choose San Pedro first. It's definitely an easy uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a good way to ease into the world of psychedelics if you've never done psychedelics before. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, also, it is a wonderful psychedelic, you know, to keep practicing with uh, in the future, but it definitely opens the way to, to have more courage and more confidence within so that we can try other psychedelics. Yeah. And for anyone who's interested specifically in Samer's practice and his plant medicine retreat, something that he does that I wasn't fully prepared for, but I did anyways, was a combination of San Pedro and ayahuasca. Um, originally, I had contacted Samer with the intention of only working with San Pedro because I was not willing to sit with ayahuasca again, but um, he has a unique kind of schedule with the two medicines and that I think they actually work really nicely together. So I'm glad I trusted you on that and just decided to surrender Thank to you. your schedule anyways. So do you want to explain how that works? Yeah. So because, because each plant is different and each plant stimulates things differently and works differently on the system, whether it's the body or the energy or the psyche, uh, the, the two plants work so beautifully together. Uh, and it's almost as if they are so complementary. One is the like a male energy, one is a female energy, or at least this is how it is perceived. You know, plants are 
non-gendered in their nature and the concept of gender is very human but Mm-hmm. But this is this is a very uh, very common perspective where people say they work so well together and I'm very happy that I did this and this together. Um, yeah, now I either do San Pedro alone or San Pedro and ayahuasca, but I don't practice with ayahuasca alone because I've found that having at least one ceremony of San Pedro is very necessary to help mm-hmm. with the integration. Uh, San Pedro changes the energy in the body and transmutes them, as we said. So the person doesn't need to integrate things. The person will start behaving differently and more positively and more loving towards themselves without trying. Mm-hmm. And so all the experiences we see in ayahuasca and all the openings and all the, 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 the changes in the psyche and the understandings need to be integrated in a way or another. And a person can take six months to a year to integrate an ayahuasca experience with San Pedro. There, that could be very, very helpful, and and also bring much more efficiency to the experience and to the integration process. And so, I added them together just because I saw how complementary they are and how well they work together. And that being said, uh, I'm not the only one doing that. There's hundreds if not thousands of centers in latin america and the world uh, that are practicing where, where they're doing retreats where they're having san pedro ceremonies and ayahuasca ceremonies in the same week just i i assume for the same reasons yeah so for yeah. anyone curious about my specific retreat or experience that i did with samer it was the first day or i guess the second day the first day we arrived second day um, at seven o'clock in the morning, we started the San Pedro <laughs> ceremony, which I was super hesitant about at first. I was like, how am I going to wake up and drink plant medicine? <laughs> like the first thing I drink is San Pedro. But yeah, we, it, it was really beautiful. So the first day we did San Pedro and then the next day we did ayahuasca. And then the next day we had a day off which was really needed because after those Uh two experiences, you just need a moment to integrate and to breathe (laughs) and to hold yourself (laughs) together, (laughs) glue yourself together. And then um, the the following day is ayahuasca again. And the last day is San Pedro, which kind of wraps it all together. Right. This is, uh, this is one of the retreats we do other retreats. We do, uh, only San Pedro, like a day off in between. So it's a nine-day, eight-night ceremony where we do four ceremonies of San Pedro. These uh, uh, retreats, we usually integrate them with other practices like meditation, uh, yoga, uh, hiking. We go, you know, we live in the, in the Andes. And so the, it's so beautiful here. The, the mountains, the rivers, the forests. It is this, a little bit of a desert, as you said, but when we are too extreme on the top of the mountain, but overall there's a, there's a beautiful nature here. And, and so these retreats become a beautiful mix between doing San Pedro and uh, doing other modalities that we are integrating. As, as I told you, we're not 100% traditional. We are adding other practices. Also, uh, we also do detox retreats where we do yoga and detox uh, uh, therapies, juicing or fruit juicing, 
and we do San Pedro as well. Um, so this is another type of retreats that we do. Yeah, yeah, and something I really like and appreciate about Samadhi Healing, Samar's retreats, is that it's fully plant-based and centered around whole raw foods and fruits and vegetables. And that was a really great um, <laughs> discovery for me because uh, that's really important to me. And I think it plays a huge role in how the medicine interacts in your body as well. Yeah, and as someone who is a food therapist, I cannot, you know, just put food that would, in my understanding, hurt the person. Mm -hmm. And so we only put uh, food that is healing, food that is alive, food that is balancing for the body and the mind. Yeah. Yeah. All encompassing, really beautiful. And um, the retreats are also held in Samer's home, which is really nice because it feels really cozy and comforting and warm. And you just feel like you're at your grandma's house or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a really nice feeling and um, not intimidating. So when you, you when you walk upstairs to the third floor to do a ceremony, it's like not as scary. You're just like, oh, I'm just going upstairs to the loft to drink some ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> and the surrounding and areas and mountains, You anyone, everyone needs to go to Peru just to see the Andes Mountains. They're the most breathtaking beautiful mountains I've ever seen and to be able to look out these floor-to-ceiling windows whilst you're participating in a ceremony is such a gift and it's it so true. comforting to be next to the mountains you feel like you're being hugged by the by the mountain yeah. and I also want to add that uh, we only do retreats with four or five persons max we mm -hmm. our groups are 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 small and this is done purposefully so we have full attention and and uh, and work uh, with every person's case individually so um, and also people feel much more taken care of and much safer the only times we do bigger retreats if it's a group that knows each other and they're all coming like a family or a friend or friends or company and uh, and we do bigger groups like 10 15 20 persons but otherwise in the house, you know, between three and five, if if we're exaggerating, it's six persons, but that's about it. Yeah. And this is a really lovely component to, I think, plant medicine ceremonies in general is to have that smaller, more intimate setting and group so that you don't feel intimidated or shy when it comes to releasing anger or sadness or emotions that come up during the journey. You feel a lot less intimidated by other people's energies or presence especially because mm -hmm. most of the time they're strangers so um yeah it's really nice to consider the amount of people that will sit in a ceremony so that the less people the more safe you feel i think and the more like one-on-one -on -one attention and support you can receive from the shaman or the practitioners that are involved yes i agree 100 percent. beautiful Okay, well, I think we've covered just about everything that we could on San Pedro, and I hope that anyone listening feels really excited or interested in, in learning more about the medicine. Is there any specific resources that you could give or offer to people, documentaries or books or anything to read, or where would you suggest people look for more information? Uh, about San Pedro, YouTube, of course, no, no brainer, YouTube, Google. 
They can also uh, follow my page on Instagram. I always post stuff about shamanism and about plants. And a lot of them are about San Pedro as well. So this is something they can do. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started uh, a shamanic uh, magazine. I called it uh, Shamanism Magazine. And it's something that I am starting to share with friends who are interested in knowing more. So they can, on my Instagram page, they can just click on the link tree and, and register for the magazine or just check out the website. Yeah. Amazing. And I'll link all of Samer's information and Instagram and website in the show description below. So you can contact him or follow him or look into more of his retreats. And before we end the episode, Samer, I'm going to ask you the final question, which is, uh -huh. what is your definition of love? <laughs> I think we just started a new podcast. <laughs> this is such and a big question. Episode 16, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will try to be as, uh, as uh, you know, as short as possible in the answer. Um, you know, love is... Um, love has different perspective that is seen in and there is the the emotional love the attachment love the sexual love and then you have the compassionate love that uh, usually or basically everyone who is on the path of evolution and spirituality and growth eventually they get to that compassionate love which is the love of self the love of everyone the love of the universe and you know the the allowance and the freedom of flow of all that energy. Um, so this is this is one answer that I could uh, I could put out there. Also, you know, with during the journey, the person starts realizing that the universe outside of us is really perceived as outside of us as a trick in the brain. But when we're looking outside of us, we are looking actually inside the universe. And so allowing the universe, loving the universe uh, uh, is really loving ourselves, allowing ourselves, being compassionate towards ourselves. Um, now going deeper and deeper and as a mystic answer, the whole universe is made from consciousness. And that consciousness is also described as love. And it's like the womb of the universe. And from it, the, the male energy, and from it, the male energy carves into the universe. And so that consciousness, that expression of being is the love uh, of the universe. And this is what we are. It's not like it's something that we are in. No, we are made of it and we are it and we are expressing it and we are coding in it as we go. So we are co-creating the universe. So really we are bathing in love. We are made of love. We are co-creating love. And we are calling it life, we are calling Chloe, we are calling it Samer, we are calling it San Pedro. But all of it is just vibrations, sounds, colors that are coding in consciousness that we that is really love. And so the yin and the yang are expressing in consciousness, which is the love of the universe. You know, some people call it God. Um, in Taoism, they call it the Tao. And they say it's older than God. So it depends on where we're coming from and how we're looking at it. Uh, 
In quantum physics, they call it the zero field, which is when the lake is completely still and not vibrating. So it's like endless possibilities and endless uh, possibilities to manifest. Um, so yeah, I think the word love encompasses for me the entire universe. Mm. That yeah. was beautiful. Lengthy and Thank you. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. Lengthy in the best way. <laughs> it's hard Thank to you. encapsulate the meaning or feelings of love in one sentence or statement, but I think you did a pretty good job. <laughs> Yeah, and it's definitely not something we can grasp in the, in the mental. It's something that, that, is, that is our being. It's our being, uh, it's our expression of life. Aho and yeah. amen. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Samer, for all of the information you shared and all of your knowledge and wisdom and expertise. And maybe in the future, we can have more conversations about other plant medicines and Hopefully I'll be able to sit in more ceremonies with you soon. <laughs> Definitely. And thank you very much, Chloe. The, this podcast means a lot to me and uh, I'm very happy that we did it. And I feel very honored that you have invited me to do this podcast with you. So thank you very, very, very much. And I hope we shared as much information to benefit whoever's listening to this and whoever's interested in, in growth and in healing and in harmony in their lives. Yes, hopefully this can be lay a really solid foundation of information for you on San Pedro and you can go on to do your own research and feel into it intuitively and see yes. what and where um, is the best place to practice the medicine or to work with the medicine. And yeah, we only will continue to share more light on these beautiful healing modalities. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next week or you'll hear from me next week. <laughs> okay. That concludes this episode for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time out of your day to expand your level of awareness with me. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you choose to share it on your Instagram story, feel free to tag me at infinite.creators and let me know what you loved about it. If you wrote a review, don't forget to screenshot it and email it to me so I can send you a free copy of my cookbook or my dream life workbook. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means the world to me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.